straight out of Austin, Texas. It's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, Statesman Sports Columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. On Second Thought episode 264, brought to you by Hook'em.com, our good friends at Bud Light, Cedric Golden here with the Duck Kirk Bowles and Kirk Bowles. The Texas Longhorns came out the Austin Regional unscathed, 3-0. Now they travel Eastern Carolina. A battle of 45 and 19 teams. 11 a.m. Friday, game one on the deuce. 11 a.m. Saturday, game one on the deuce. But I won't be listening to the deuce. I'll have it on 104.9 The Horn. Now you're talking. Craig, Craig Wade, all the action. Craig joins us today. Craig, what's up, man? How are you, guys? And listen, I know you already know this. This was, as my mom used to say, a slip of the tongue is no fault of the mind. But out there in Greenville, and I grew up in the state of North Carolina, I know they call it East Carolina, not Eastern Carolina. Now, the one in the mountains where my brother went to school is Western Carolina, but it is East Carolina. That's right. Yeah, uh, East Carolina. And uh, that's where they, that's the, uh, that's, ECU, East Carolina. That'd be like calling North Texas Northern. Northern Texas. Texas. I know it's ECU. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was in high school growing up in North Carolina, a lot of my friends went there. And ECU, at least back in those days, was known as a big time party school. So Ah. we used to call it EZU, easy to get into, easy to flunk out of because you go to a party and all that. It's a major, it's a lot bigger school now than it was back then. Well, I know you know a little bit about party schools having gone to northern Texas. That's, it, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may but, be uh, called Easy Carolina, but there ain't going to be nothing easy about this super regional, is it, Craig? No, no, no. And it's in some ways, they are a little bit mirror images of one another. They both have ERAs of 4.05. They both have identical 45 and 19 records. They both play great defense. The difference comes in that Texas is a better offensive team, right. uh, clearly. But Texas has been a better offensive team than most of the teams they face this year. Uh, East Carolina uh, pitches from its bullpen better than Texas does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about five different guys combining for, what, 26 saves? They got three mm-hmm. guys who have five saves apiece. So they're tough to handle if it gets into the late-inning situations. I think probably the, uh, the best – thing for the Longhorns is to jump out early as they've done in some several of these games of late, especially in the regional, try to get an early jump on the Pirates. And, and you're right about the bullpen. I mean, Carter Spivey is their, I guess he's their closer. He was the pitcher of the year in the conference and just pitched a whale of a game uh, against Coastal Carolina in the finale there. How do you think their rotation is going to set up uh, and how are they going to use him, Craig? Well, I, I do think that, that uh, that they would probably not use him as a uh, as a starter unless they needed to for for game three if it if right. it gets to that uh, I think Spivey's definitely going to be the closer I think Mayhew will probably get the start in game one and he's a left hander yeah. so that probably means with the way Dylan Campbell's been swinging the bat I right. think we'll look to see Campbell probably in left field and uh, and then and then we'll see Staley in right and then Mitchell Daly will stay at second base. But if they go to the right-hander, then obviously David Pierce can come back. 
with the platooning. He put Eric Kennedy back in left field. He could move Staley to second base if he needed to with regard to keeping his bat in the lineup and move Campbell over to right. So the options exist there. And he started to do some of that anyway, even before Kennedy hurt the hamstring against Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, back at the tail end of March. So uh, it, Campbell has really made some major strides and come a long way. And I think he's ready for whatever responsibility they ask of him. They got to get e- they got to get EK going, man. They got to get I, him going. Yeah, the, the, the hamstring just really derailed him for a long yeah. time. The, yeah. the first, the injury, which happened in the outfield in the game against Oklahoma and Arlington. Then when he came back against Air Force in the in the mid double midweek in April and it aggravated again, and it shelled him for another three weeks. And it's just been tough to get him back on. I think the, the hamstring is sound, and I think his running is sound. He's just trying to got to get back. Uh, with bat because he'd gotten away from some of those uh, difficult moments he had last year with the bat about just being way too out in front of it, hands too far back, not keeping hands back. This year, until he got hurt, he was really going with that. Coming back off the injury, he has been trying to work to make sure he gets his follow-through complete the way he wants it again, and I think that's one thing they're trying to get him back on track with. And I I think you're right. If they go with uh, Mayhew, the lefty, Doug Hodel could be the only lefty in Texas lineup. So that could play to Texas favor a little bit. Uh, I, I like to ask you about the ballpark a little bit. I think it says the capacity is 5,000. I watched the game against Coastal Monday and it, it wasn't full and it was a work oh. day, middle of the day, work day, but I know they call it the jungle. What can you tell us about the environment, Craig? Picture a more humid pine tree edition of Lubbock. It's, it's, it's a lot like that in, in terms of it's out there right. and their fan base is very loyal. I mean, it's an hour and a half to Raleigh out of there. So it's, it's, it's out there pretty far. And uh, they're, they have an incredibly loyal fan base. You, you knew this was going to happen. I, I've been hit up for tickets by people I went to high school with and haven't seen in 40 years <laughs> on uh, uh, it, through Facebook who went to East Carolina looking for tickets. It's a hot ticket. (laughs) It's a hot ticket. And uh, I don't, you know, even with a work day Friday, I think they're going to sell the place out. I think there'll be more than 5,000. They'll crowd them down the foul lines, the berm areas, uh, and beyond the outfield. This this place is going to be teeming throughout the course of the weekend. It'll be be quite the environment. David Pierce experienced it there when he went there with Rice, when he went there with Tulane and the American – uh, so he knows about it. He 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 definitely knows about that ballpark and knows about that fan environment. You, you what you what you just described to me sounds like a mini me version of two thousand and five when the Horns went to Ole Miss and that thing was raucous, much bigger park. Yeah, but they were all over the place, and I still to this day have conversations with people like Nick Peoples who was in left field and heard every manner of insult. They Mm -hmm. had his family's names and they were raucous and they were out for blood. And you know what? The Texas Longhorns somehow came through that thing. Jay Brink Cox came through that thing uh, after that error. And, and, And when they got to Omaha, I know you remember this, Doug and Craig, every player and Augie said, we already beat the best team in the country. We're very mm-hmm. confident. Yeah. So, Craig, do you think if they get through this thing, and I know that ECU is number nine RPI, only two and seven against teams in the top 50 RPI, 
So they got to be confident. If they come through this thing, they got to be feeling great about Omaha. Well, I I think it's a good comparison and and made more poignant by the fact that this is the first time since that Oxford Super uh, 17 years ago that the Longhorns have played a Super Regional on the road. They haven't had a Super Regional on the road since 2005. So so the comparison matches there. And, yeah, the, the fan base and things like that. This East Carolina team is really good. I don't think they're as good in relation to this year's tournament as Ole Miss was in 05. All, right. All the players, like you said, and Augie said it to a man, even after the smoke had cleared and they won the national championship and swept Florida and beat Baylor twice and beat a really good Tulane team with Brian Bogusevic, uh there in Omaha, they all said best team we saw was Ole Miss. Yeah. Best team we saw was Ole Miss. I don't know that if they get through it that they'll say that when it all is said and done. After all, there is Tennessee out there. <laughs> Stanford has proven its medal. Uh, you know, uh, I think that Oregon State is Oregon State, and, and Auburn looks really good. That could be a great super up in Corvallis. Uh, Virginia Tech seems to be the 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 the, the highest seeded team that nobody knows that much about, and right. yet they they hit the ball well because they they don't have spectacular superstars, but they're really good, and that's the challenge Oklahoma runs into. But I don't think there's any hotter hitter in the country right now than Peyton Graham of the Sooners. So that's going to be difficult there. So I think that could be a great super. Uh, Texas A&M has a tournament-tested Louisville team coming in. But I like the Aggies probably uh, to take that one. And how would you like to be at Hattiesburg this weekend for Southern Miss against Ole Miss? I mean, that's going to be unbelievable. And the one one other super is North Carolina and Arkansas, which will be really good. So they're all really, I think, evenly matched supers. But uh, the best team out of the bunch, I think, still in the tournament is Tennessee. They're going to have to be the ones to get knocked off that number one perch. So this is going to be a tough test for Texas. If they get past it, mm-hmm. probably going to see Tennessee first game in Omaha would be the Longhorns first game, the way the bracket would would set up. But uh, this East Carolina team can take them out if they're not ready to go. Yeah, well, Texas beat Tennessee up there in Omaha last year. So and, uh, and, and, a number one, and a number one team hasn't won this thing in a very – Yeah, very, yes, 99 – Nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the first year, that, by the way, of the yeah. of the of the sixty fourteen bracket and the super regional format, nineteen ninety nine. After that, yeah, but uh, you know, with Miami winning, there hasn't been a number one seed win the whole thing. Yeah. Well, you know, nine of the regionals went to the that last game. You know, we're playing on Monday. So you're right, Craig. It's very balanced. You know, I, I don't know uh, if you talk a little bit. They've got a lot of home runs. What do they got? Like eighty seven something. Bryson Worrell has. 18 homers. I think they have three with 10 homers. And also, did you see the umpire give Orell a little push when he hit the big home run the first run? son? Yeah. Run get the going. first. Get going. Celebrate uh, when you get back to the dugout. That's pretty they, funny. <laughs> yeah, they hit 71, 71. and they're spread out. Uh, and and uh, they're they're pretty evenly balanced a lot. Like I said, the, the to me, the best part of this ball club is the back of their bullpen, uh, all the way through. Uh, right. They could, they have two bona fide definite closers and then in addition to that their starting pitching has been solid enough so that's that's why i say it's important for the long words i think to get the jump on them play from in front in yeah. this super and their shortstop zach agnos agnos what is how does he say his name he was wearing a cowboy hat in the dugout and he kind of seems like their inspirational leader doesn't he yeah and that, of course long words are used to seeing that whenever they play oklahoma state and they look across and see that any cowboy that hits a home run put on that big straw hat. So <laughs> the Longhorns say, we'll see your straw hat and raise you a football helmet. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, you know, well, Greg, I, I know, I know your time is 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 very short today. But before, uh, game one, eleven a.m. Friday on the Deuce. Game two, eleven a.m. Saturday on the Deuce. Craig calling the action with Roger Wallace. Craig, that's right. Roger's making three. You know, uh, Roger and Keith split the road trips uh, this year. Keith Moreland did, and uh, in the rotation, because Roger went to Big Twelve tournament, uh, it would have been Keith's turn except we know Keith went through the heart procedure and I, I checked with him and he said, he said, uh, dude, not, I'm on the no fly list right now. So he can't, yeah. he can't, he can't, he's not cleared yet medically yeah. to fly. He's doing great. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, if it, and in fact, this did not come to be, but if lo- the Longhorns had been extended to the, if necessary Monday game by air force, Keith would have worked with me on the radio broadcast. He had okay. been cleared to do that. Oh, uh, and but he has not been cleared to fly, so he couldn't go. So yeah. uh, Roger, uh, kind enough to be able to step back in and make that road trip because they alternated the two of them on the road trips in the Big 12 and in non-conference. And Keith handled all the midweek non-conference road trips with me. And of course, Keith does all the home telecast with uh, Greg Swindell on Longhorn Network. So it's worked out great. Had a great broadcast. The team this year, Ty Harrington joined our crew and did about a dozen games with us when he wasn't tied up with his responsibilities on ESPN Plus for Texas State. Uh, so we had that. And of course, uh, Mike Hardball Harge uh, pitched in and Nathan Thornhill, the Lifetime Lords. We had a lot of great perspectives, which is what we try to get on those uh, radio broadcasts all the time. Yeah, it's just going to be a great, great super region. I mean, they're no stranger to college baseball. This is their 32nd you know, NCA appearance in the tournament and, but they've never been to Omaha, have they Craig? No. And that's the, the hump. That's their Moby Dick right now is just to get over that hump right. and be able to get to Omaha. They, they feel it because it's been rare. They've hosted a super before, but hadn't been able to get past it. And I think they feel like now's the time as a top eight national seed when they can do that, than when they can know that's the challenge. I think the Longhorns have to deal with. Yeah. Maybe more pressure on ECU, right? Seth? Yeah, yeah. They're better more, seed, more, higher seed. More pressure on them. They're at the house. They are twenty six and nine, I think, at yeah. home. Uh, before they lost to uh, Coastal Carolina, they had won twenty straight games. So they're used to winning. But let's not get it twisted. Texas Longhorns better than ECU. They mm-hmm. just are. That bullpen will always scare anybody uh, <laughs> that's a Texas fan. We'll see David uh, Pierce. Simmons, everybody's feeling good about Tristan, but hey, let's just if Pete Hansen and, and Lucas Gordon do what they usually do, I'm picking Texas to win this series. Probably in three, though. So th- and that third game's gonna be really dicey because we well, just know we're gonna get. Yeah, that's where the bullpen, uh, that's where piecing it together comes in, Andy. And I think they got a good trial run on that with what we saw in the final game of the regional on Sunday with Travis Staley giving them three quality innings. Staley, remember, in the two innings, the first two innings in the Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma was perfect with yeah. with three strikeouts of the six outs recorded, but it unraveled in the third in that mm-hmm. eight-run sooner third. And uh, But if they can get two to three solid innings out of him, we know Jared Southern has always had great stuff, a blazing fastball and a wipeout slider. If he can command them, he's mm-hmm. really, really difficult to deal with. And so you'd have those two. Uh, you can always come back. Andre Duplantier gave him a couple of solid innings. He's kind of turning his fortunes around, just like Tristan Stevens had. And yeah. they didn't need Stevens the other night for that game. But if they need him, they could go to him. They're, I, I know David Pearson and Sean Allen are really comfortable with pulling Tristan out of the pen. Not yes. necessarily starting him, 
in yeah. a game three. The they like what he can give them in the first two. He's a big key. Tristan Stevens big key to this whole thing. And like I say, Harrison didn't even make an appearance, did he, in the, in the regional? No. And Marcus Oliveras, who's been very well brief, like four outs. You know, yeah. A lot of arms, man. Yeah. And, and Oliveras is a guy who really blossomed late, clearly. And, and uh, he's a guy – he threw 25 pitches in that regional Alberta, but he's a guy – who or against LaTeX, he's a guy who can give them uh, also a couple of innings. So they, they feel good about where they are if they have to piece it together in a winner take all on Sunday. Yeah. Greg, before we get out of here, we were all we we were all in a meeting on um Tuesday. We're all on the selection committee of the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Had a blast. Just Brad Sham, Shereen Williams, Sean McClain, uh just some of the some of our favorite people in the business and uh, just wanted to ask you about your nomination. Cause I really liked your nomination. One Jamal Charles uh, newly retired from the university of Texas. Well, I think you guys do a similar thing to what I do. When we, when we think of uh, uh, those who were great athletes or coaches or contributors or, or administrators, whatever uh, in, in balloting for the Texas sports hall of fame, the first thing I look at is um what was their impact? How many different tiers of impact did they have? True. Did they have impact? Were they a native Texan? If not, you know, what was a, a perfect example would be like a Tim Duncan or a Dirk Nowitzki. They had global impact as living residents uh, and, empl- hmm. and professional employees in the state of Texas, but neither were native Texans. But obviously they both deserved uh, to be in same thing with Emmett Smith. That, but uh, but then. Uh, tier two is, did they have a great college career? Where, where Was that in the state of Texas? And then I go to the third tier with my affinity, obviously, for high school athletics in this state. Uh, were they uh, were they impactful in that? Jamal Charles was impactful not only in all three of those areas, but in multiple sports. He was a state champion hurdler yes. in high school. So he was a great high school track athlete, as well as a two-time All-State running back, Big 12 Conference freshman of the year's running back. All-American, did a great job at the University of Texas, and then goes into the NFL and winds up 10 total years, but eight really productive years in the National Football League, and leaves still holding the record highest career yards per carry average in the National Football League. It may be broken someday, I don't know, but right now, he's still the record holder. So for all of those reasons, I think he belongs in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and that's why I nominated him. And, and there's so many. Get this, audience. We had nine Longhorns nominated, including our friend Keith Moreland, who it's preposterous that he's not already in the Hall of Fame, maybe the best pure hitter Texas has ever had. But just some great names. Just real quickly, I mean, uh, Krista Williams, I nominated Chris Plonsky, 34 years in college athletics, synonymous with women's sports. Colt McCoy, Jamal, as we said, Jordan Spieth, Lamb Jones, Priest Holmes, Keith Moreland, as we said, and Chris Gilbert. I mean, who, who do you leave out in that game? Yeah, I mean, they're all great. And, and you guys know how it is. The three of us get on this committee, and they, and it's, and the representation comes from the, across the entire state of Texas, for, right. for those who don't know. Great representation from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Great representation from the greater Houston area. El Paso, Abilene, the Panhandle, South Carolina. San Antonio, Abilene, Bryan College Station. It's all there, Rio Grande Valley, East Texas. So it's all represented. And then when the three of us start throwing out great Longhorns, you can almost feel the collective vibe of the eye roll coming from (laughs) around the rest of the river. Oh, gosh, here comes another Longhorn. But but they know what what great accomplishments 
so many uh, former Longhorns have have uh, you know left in the field of sports, whether it's high school, college, or pro, or in some cases, two of the three, some cases, all three yeah. of the three, and it and it and it can't be ignored. It just can't. Yeah, no, I, I nominated. Yeah, and I nominated Olympic champion high jumper Charles Austin, right. uh, legendary female boxer Ann Wolf, mm-hmm. and Parlette Guidry, the longtime Longhorn um, Olympic champion in track. So um, the the votes are going to be tabulated this summer, and then we're going to have a big banquet next next spring. I wish they'd move that thing out of March. It's so busy in March. Kind of tough for me. (laughs) All us. Yeah. We're we're, we're usually where you are in March is where we are as well. Mm -hmm. So that's just going to be brutal, but uh, fun times. And I'm just so glad to be, be a part of it and, and uh, rub elbows with some of my favorite people in the business. You, You included my good friend. Well, it's, it's always great visiting with you guys. And I, and, and it's, you know, maybe maybe if folks are taking our opinions, if only because we're getting uh, a little grayer in some areas. You know, I see. yes, we're using this videos, and we call Listen, you and we call you, you know, gray way for a reason. Yeah, you've been calling me that for some time. We have we we can always thank Jerry Finkbeiner, the former Oral Roberts women's coach, who thought I said my name was Gray, and when I did it for a pregame interview, and he said, "Well, that's exactly right, Gray," and blah blah blah. And it and it stuck. And thanks to said, it really stuck to go oh, my great way. So it's okay. Oh, I love it. Good. Well, the games uh, the game start Friday, but like said, said you need to listen to Craig Way, okay? If you really want the the inside story, he's the gold standard. Pick that yeah. thing up. Turn on the TV and 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 find you can you can find it. It's 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 on on the web too, and you can sync that thing up. If my fiance can do it, anybody can do it. Trust <laughs> me. And she does it. Do she it. gets it on the app and 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 then pauses the live TV and it catches up and then goes and it's synced up. So I appreciate that. That's yeah. that's great. Well, man, have fun out there and hopefully uh, maybe come back next week and we can be talking about a little bit bigger fish to fry than those ECU pirates. I, I listen. I wish you guys were going because I'd be taking you to Parker's Barbecue. Oh my God! <laughs> We'd be having. I I know somebody. And if the if if it goes to a third game, uh, since the game on Saturday so early, I'm hopping in the car and I'm taking Roger. It's a, it's about an hour and forty five minute drive. I'm taking him down to the coast. I'm gonna have some seafood Saturday night on the coast. So that is oh so God. nice. Man, I know that, that area, so I'll be That's I'll be hanging spot, out. Man. I'm just feeling Ivan Melendez. I just feel like he's going to come alive on these roads. I don't know how big or small that that park, but nothing it's, holds it, him. It's hitter friendly when the wind isn't blowing in a little bit. So yeah. he, I think he has a chance to to really make a statement. Yeah, it would be shocking to see him hit a couple. He had a home out. run, but he has not gone off in a while. No, he had one of those weekends in a while. And yeah, yeah, that's what I'm to like 404. So he's really struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Craig, be safe, my friend, and we'll we'll, we'll talk later, man. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, Kirk. We'll see you. Take care, friend. Bye-bye. On second thought. Oh, Duck, man. Just so great to talk to Craig Wade. He just you just turn on the tape and let Craig Wade talk. And uh the knowledge is great. Uh our fr- the friendships that 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 are you know you for probably thirty years and me for twenty five plus, uh, just uh, it doesn't get much better than Craig and he's an all time great. Uh, yeah. I know you don't want to hear this. Uh, they they had a media wing of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and 
our, our friends, Shereen Williams and um, John McClain from Houston, Shereen from Fort Worth, um, longtime AP writer, Danny Freeman, um, the late broadcasting Metroplex great Frank Lieber, uh, Bill Mercer, who I grew up watching uh, wrestling commentary in Brad Dallas. Shim. Brad Sham. And, and last but not least, friend of the podcast, Brad Sham. Oh, and uh, Randy Galloway. Randy oh, yeah. Galloway. And, and my before I met you, my favorite sports columnist of all time, Randy Galloway. I'm so He's glad awesome. you brought that up. I grew up on Galloway. He and the morning news was my sports Bible. And yeah. Randy Galloway was gold yeah. in the 80s and 90s. So always, and, always. Uh, our friend Kevin Sherrington is on the select committee. And man, just uh, I, it, it was good to see people. I know it was ha- half of us were on Zoom and, and uh, me and you were there, but a lot right. of them were on Zoom. Uh, Zoom, uh, Melanie Hauser, another great journalist that used to work at the Statesman. Just so many great people. Bryce Cherry, Al Pickett. Cease mm-hmm. uh, in College Station. Robert Cessna, just wow. Hand, David Flores, San Antonio, Al the Pickett, Rabeline, Don Williams, Lubbock. It was a great crowd. It was a fun day. It's an impossible task, but, I mean, like we were talking about, nine Longhorns are on the primary and veterans ballot, and they won't all get in. We've been trying to get Keith Moreland in for 15 years. and I think we're going to push him through this year, Doug. We're going to try. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Got to push Red through. Got to push him through. Yeah, but that was fun. Him and his boy Swindell need to be right there together because Swindell's in there already. Yeah, and speaking of fun, we had fun Monday night, didn't we? Man, it's been a busy week, my friend. It's been a busy week. Uh, Monday night, um, we went over to the Long Event Center and uh, were part of the, the, the gala high school sports awards put on by the statesman and uh, some shout outs uh, to the people that made it happen. The MC, our boy Slick Rick Cantu was amazing. Seamless. Very and good. Jason job. Jarrett was right there. Our boss, they shared in the awards duties. Uh, statesman VP Andrea Vick was on point. That's our buddy duck. We mm-hmm. don't see enough of Andrea Vick. We just don't. But she was great, and um, we got to interview Tyrone Crawford. The that was fun, boy, wasn't it? Uh, that was told fun. a great story of when of growing up in Canada, single mom, uh, made him made himself an NFL player, went the JUCO route, and really had some nice words of wisdom for the kiddos. Over two hundred of the best athletes yeah. in Central Texas were on hand. Oh, it was awesome! And he went and played at Bakersfield Junior College, and then Boise State. For a couple of years, and his uh, defensive coordinator was Pete Kwiatkowski, uh, now wow. the, the defensive boss of the Longhorns. In happier times, PK. In happier times, I'm sure. Got to get it together with the little general in the house now. He, he said uh, Tyrone Crawford said he'd visited with Pete Kwiatkowski that morning and uh, before our, our uh, ceremony that night, and said he's going to be here this summer, kind of so help out, be maybe volunteer help. a little bit, maybe a future coach. Who knows? Be cool to see him on the sidelines. He knows us now. Yeah, there were some big winners. You got some of their names you want to share. Uh, yeah, out. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, congrats go out to Bowie, uh, two sports star Olivia Moreno, sixty-five and zero in wrestling and a wow. mainstay, a linchpin on that softball team that made the playoffs. Uh, uh, the men, the boys' athlete of the year, Mainers Ache Nawaku, uh, won the hundred and the two hundred at the mm-hmm. state track. And going to also, pit. Going to pit. Oh, yeah. Also team? going to pit. And 
He did all of that uh, as a wideout and uh, coach of the year, Jamal Fenner of LBJ, the first AISD team to make it to the state championship game since 1973. And, and you wrote a bunch of that and well-deserved and boy, which we were so happy to see him win that award. Went 15 and one before they stumbled out, had a few fumbles against Stephenville and lost, uh, only loss of the year. We, we visited with him before and after the ceremony and, and he told me that I think we can make another run at it. So that was good to hear. So Jaguar fans, the run ain't over. Okay. So much going on, Duck. Uh, soft, the Texas softball team got over the hump. Wow. Uh, have wow. you ever have you ever seen a sequence like no. like the one we witnessed against Oklahoma State? I've yeah. never seen someone throw the ball to the wall like that. Oh my God! It, it was, was like so a double. And, and this is a softball team that was twelve and six, you know, in the conference. And I was there the next to last game of the regular season. They got crushed. 17, 17 to, to three, three, 17 to three by Baylor. And that'll and, teach you about going to softball games. And it was obvious they were going to host the regional and they weren't. And then for them to be sitting there in the finals, two big 12 teams, Texas and OU, I mean, hats off to Mike White, Janae Jefferson, Mary Copa, Haley Dulcini, the three big seniors is, as uh, we, as we taped this on Wednesday, uh, the the first game should be in the books uh, as you're listening. We don't know. We don't know if they shocked the world by beating OU or lost twenty seven to three. We have no idea. But they've already shocked tape, the world because we tape on Wednesday. So hopefully we're taught. Hopefully they they won and uh, they're looking to close out the Sooners uh, in the in game two today. But either way, whatever happens, yeah. breakthrough season. For a friend of the podcast, Mike White, friend of the podcast, Janae Jefferson, and those Longhorn softball girls, they never say die. So, so gritty, so tough. Cat Osterman going nuts in the stands, giving Haley the game ball afterwards, the tearfully in the locker room. Just a feel-good moment, and yet another great season. You know what? Texas team in the spring. It keeps on rolling, Doug. It's very similar to baseball. Baseball finished fifth in the conference. You know, now they're one of the, the last, what, 16 teams here. And, and they were 12 and six in the Big 12. Been on the road to Washington, went on the road to Arkansas. Now they're in Oklahoma's backyard, in Oklahoma City. They're 6 and 0 in elimination games and have 17 come from behind victory. So it's, you're right. You talk about. You know, a lot of resolve, a lot of grit, and believes in itself and peaking at the right time. I just love it. And Brian Davis is out there uh, in OKC bringing us the blow-by-blow, and I'm sure he'll do a spectacular job on it and hopefully another championship. Uh, Something's never happened. Texas never been in the final, let alone win a championship. So, uh, Well, they got to explore now, four national – well, it's hard to keep up, but maybe – Going from five, Let's maybe see, six. Uh, well, indoor, indoor track, uh, oh, yeah. rowing, tennis. Women's tennis, men's golf. Men's they golf. Got, they got four, and the softball's in the final two. The baseball team's in the final 16. And track, as we speak, is out in Eugene, Oregon, trying to win men and women. Can you imagine if they swept and won eight national champions? It might be the best year 
any athletic program in the nation. And they'll trade them all in for one football championship. Sorry. Well, some people they would. would. They some would. Some people would. They would. I would. I would. I do not denigrate the accomplishments. I don't. I'm not either. I'm not either. Yeah. But but I know that we know that some football people would. Being, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm getting ready to go to Vegas in a couple of weeks, Doug. Do you Are you really? You really, what do you think about that eight and a half, Doug? Vegas has well, eight and a half wins. What do you? You think? and I wrote an our take about it. We're both kind of. Feel like that's the perfect over under, and we both kind of lean. They're trying to trap people, though. They're trying to trap people. Well, I mean, I said uh, in our take that Texas AM would both be under, probably looking for seven, eight wins. I think you had the Aggies over eight and a half. So you're going to put a little. Owen Buchanan had the Aggies over. I was was noncommittal, I think. Um, And I don't know, Doug. I'm. I don't like gambling. I just go out there for the buffets and the shows. So, oh, is that right? Oh, is yeah, that right? So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what were you talking about? Craps with my kids on the phone yesterday? Or? Uh, you know, private conversations or oh. private conversations. <laughs> you know, what me and the pig talk about uh-huh. um, on a private Bluetooth conversation that that the uh-huh. nerds from Apple are probably listening in on is <laughs> our business, Doug. And if we oh, want to yeah, talk man. some hypothetical craps, Okay. You know, which I've, I don't know if I've ever played craps. I think I may have played it once or twice. I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe once I'm or twice. Foggy, foggy oh, memory okay. on the craps. Okay. Well, I won't craps. say any more about the private conversation, but uh, you did say if you had an extra dollar or two, you might put it on the Buffalo Bills. Did you see what was it? Rob Walton just, he has to be approved by the owners, but. $4.65 billion to buy the Denver Broncos. I thought you were going to buy him. I was really hoping, you know, that you might outbid the son of Sam Walton. Do you, do you know how much he's worth? Almost uh, 60, 60, billion. 60 billion. He's in Almost 60, 60 billion. billion, and he would be richer than the six richest NFL owners combined. That's some no, serious. Well, I just wonder how rough that is for him living check check. I mean, it's got to be hard. It's, it's got to be hard. So every you know what? Drive, you know what? I bet he's drive by a Walmart. You, you're like, okay, I get it. I bet he gets the family rate discount at at, at Walmart, though. I mean, it's home think? delivery too. I bet he. Did. I bet he gets a good deal. Did you think the Broncos delivery. were worth more than five billion? I, yeah, you and I talked about I that. Did. I thought they'd be worth more than that. I just wonder which. Who would you want to buy if you could buy? You know, I'd buy the New York Yankees. Obviously, who would you buy? What franchise would you? Purchase if you had that kind of coin, probably Man City or Man U. No, you wouldn't buy soccer. If I want to make money, if I no, want to make money, yes. I mean, seriously. Oh, no, no, had, no. But if I if I had if I had if I had fifty billion, I I want the Cowboys. Why wouldn't I? Really? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why. Number I'm one, tell you why you're lying. The, no still, besides the Yankees, they're the biggest brand out there. And uh, number two, I couldn't buy the Yankees because I, I I just can't watch MLB. I just I'm just not into that. I know. But I would buy the Cowboys, and I and because that stadium, Doug, that stadium has paid for itself five times over already. It oh, is the best. It's the second big best decision Jerry Jones ever made. Of course, but you're looking at this financially. These are toys. If you got sixty billion dollars. You know, you're not as worried about the bottom line. It's your toy. I, I want to enjoy would. it, though. I want to be at those concerts. I want to be at WrestleMania's. Right, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. You know who I think you'd buy? 
The Pittsburgh Steelers, your team. I would not. That's your team. My team right now is the Las Vegas Derelicts. My team is not the Steelers. I was that was when I was 10. I don't oh, care man. about the Steelers right but, now. But I, forget when fantasy that. league football started, it ruined me because I became a vested owner of a franchise. Oh. And it cost and it didn't cost five billion. It cost a hundred bucks. But I'm vested and I am committed. And so the Las Vegas Derelicts and Orchard Park are my two franchises. And I and I am completely all over that. If I'm buying a team, it's not gonna be up in the northeast where I can't I can't ski. Why would I the only thing I like about Pittsburgh now is this is us and they cancel that. So I'm 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 all over somewhere here. The Dallas Cowboys would have been the one, even though I wasn't a huge cowboy fan growing up. Uh, that's where the interest would be for me, the Cowboys. I, I figured you'd buy the Steelers or maybe the Lakers. Go Hollywood. No, on too, too much Hollywood. I'm not. How about Vegas? Then? How about the Vegas Raiders? Now they're in your Vegas town. I would. That would have some really, appeal. There's a reason I only go to Vegas once every couple of years, Doug. I, no, I, but I, I just gave Vegas you full time. I just gave like, you sixty billion dollars. This about is all it? hypothetical. I just gave you sixty billion dollars. You ain't worried about the casinos if you got 60 bill. You know what I like? You know what I also like about going to Vegas, Duck? Buffets? I No, I never want to have so much money where gambling's not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Where's the fun if you've got 60 billion bucks? So you're glad we're you know how much you got to bet to, 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 get a, to get a gambling buzz going when you have 60 billion? You get in money fancy doesn't football. matter to these people anymore. It's, yeah. it's, it, no, it doesn't. Bills are paid. I mean, I got credit card bills. These guys don't have any bills. So I I never want to go to Vegas and go, man, I gotta I gotta play at the one million dollar table. Yeah. I'll never want to be that guy. I want to be at the twenty-five dollar table where yeah, I was I was I just cash in, I buy in for three hundred and cash out for a grand. Yeah. I, I, I float to the room then. I always want to be that cat. Yeah. I was looking at his pure fantasy entertainment. Yankees have always been my team, you know, uh, uh, that would be awesome. I, 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 do you know anybody owns the Green Bay Packers, you know, uh, you know, since it's all community owned? I don't know anyone up there. I think that'd maybe, be cool. our, maybe our friend Scott Pompey owns a piece of yeah, it. Yeah, he's a big Wisconsin guy. And that big wig, you know, he's he probably does big own big a, a piece. He probably owns uh, Aaron Rodgers. He owns a piece of him, I think, probably. He probably right. does, but man. Yeah. What a great podcast, Duck, all over Craig Way, UT Baseball, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, best of high school sports, Texas softball, and it gets even better next week. Hopefully there's good news coming from the 40. Either way, Duck, either way, we're going to be here to bring it to you. And uh, a, a, a little info, a little FYI. Next week will be our uh, final one for a couple of weeks. We're going to take a little time off, but uh, we'll yeah. be back before you know it. But yeah. that's going to do it for episode 264 of On Second Thought. And we got to thank Craig Way for joining us. For Kirk Bowles, the duck, I'm Sad Golden, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.